Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 128 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about the Red Sox naming Alex Cora as their next manager again. This guy served a one-year suspension for his part in the Astros sign-stealing scandal. He lost his job with the Red Sox. He resigned in shame. And now, a year later, Alex Cora is back as the manager of the Boston Red Sox. My opinion on this matter is that I think this was in the cards the entire time for the Red Sox. The minute Alex Cora resigned, I think there was a plan in place for him to come back and manage the Red Sox the following year. That's why they named a guy like Ron Ranicki to just sit there, lose a bunch of baseball games, and then name Alex Cora as your next manager. It's the reason why they didn't try to go out and find a guy who could win some baseball games, because I think having a guy like Ron Ranicki lose a bunch of games now makes it look better when Alex Cora walks back in the door and all of a sudden starts to win meaningful games again. I think it was the perfect setup for the Red Sox to bring back Alex Cora. And then the position of Hein Bloom on the matter. Listen, a lot of people think Hein Bloom did not want this to happen, but I think he was faking out the media by acting like there was no way they would ever bring back Cora because he didn't want it to be obvious. I think Bloom actually wants Alex Cora as his manager. Because I think at the end of the day, the position that Alex Cora is in right now is that he needs to be a lackey to the analytics. He doesn't have the job security he had before. He has to do everything that Bloom wants him to do with the rotation and the lineups. Alex Cora is going to be a lackey to the Red Sox analytical department now, the way the Kevin Cash is with the Rays. This is a guy who's basically lost all of his cachet from being the manager of the best Red Sox team of all time. He's lost all that. He's not looked at the same way we thought of him. I thought of Alex Cora as a guy who would be the manager of the Red Sox for 10 to 15 years. Now he's on his second it, and I don't even know if it's going to be more than, say, five years. And a lot of people are saying things like the ownership loves him, John Henry loves him, Tom Warner loves him. Listen, I think that's all well and good, and maybe they do, but how much longer is this ownership even going to be the owners of the Red Sox? You have John Henry, who seemingly has more interest in improving his soccer team by bringing in Billy Bean than he does of ever improving the Boston Red Sox to become a consistent organization. Yes, the Red Sox have won a lot of titles over the years, but they have not become a consistent organization, and I think we are at the end of the John Henry era as owner of the Red Sox, not the beginning. So if ownership changes, what does that even mean for Alex Cora? I just don't think this is a long-term fix at the position. I think this is a short-term fix. This was a guy who was once thought of as the long-term manager of the Red Sox, but I think that can no longer be the case. I think this is a three to five year window of Alex Cora being the manager of the Boston Red Sox. I don't think he's going to be the mainstay we all thought he was going to be. And my overall thoughts of him as a manager is, I don't think he's as great as he was in 2018, and I don't think he was as average as he was in 2019. I think the answer is somewhere in the middle. I think he's a pretty good manager. I don't think he's a top-tier manager. I think he's the kind of guy who can win a championship, of course, when he has a stacked baseball team. But now that he 
Yankees coming back to the Red Sox. The one thing that they don't have is they don't have a stacked baseball team moving forward. Unless this offseason they're going to go out and spend a lot of money, this will not be the same situation for Alex Cora as it was in 2018 or even 2019. What I find interesting about Alex Cora's early tenure as manager of the Red Sox in 2018 is was the confidence that he has. Is that still going to be there when he's coming back from a sign-stealing scandal and now people look at him and go, well, guy, do you really have all the answers or did you just cheat your way to the top? Listen, I don't think Alex Cora cheated his way to the top in 2018, but I think there's a lot of members of the media that feel that way. They don't feel the same way about Alex Cora as they did in 2018 and 2019. We thought of this guy as a confident, arrogant manager who had all of the answers, and now we're going to be doubting him every step of the way. When the Red Sox go through a five-game losing streak, there's going to be articles like, well, looks like Alex Cora lost all of his 2018 magic, and we'll wonder if he even had magic to begin with. And that brings me to a major factor to why I think the Red Sox made this hire. They want to be a relevant franchise, and this is the type of move that gets people interested in them. Yes, you can have all these conversations about Alex Cora. He's become a fascinating figure. Is he a cheater? Is is his success all based off of that sign-stealing scandal? The Red Sox love this kind of thing. They absolutely do. It's why they sometimes go out and sign guys, because they want to be relevant. You can't deny that, that that's a factor in this hiring. Yes, it would be an interesting hire if they hired Sam Fold, but we probably wouldn't be talking about it for weeks on end if that were the case. But this hire of Alex Cora, we will be discussing months into the baseball season. We are going to talk about the Red Sox a lot next season because of this hire. Sam Fold might have been the better hire, who knows, but the more interesting hire is definitely Alex Cora bringing a guy back from exile who won the most games ever in franchise history. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting story and see if he still got the goods. I think the story of Alex Cora coming back is a major factor in the Red Sox wanting him back because there's not a lot of things on the Boston Red Sox right now that are interesting. Yes, they still have Bogarts. They still have some good players like Vasquez, but they lost a guy in Mookie Betts and they lost some of their interest from the public and this gets that back in some way, you're going to be interested in the arc of Alex Cora's career moving forward. You can't deny that that's a major factor here. The Red Sox are always competing to be relevant. I think here they're going with the motto of any publicity here is good publicity, and there'll be a lot of publicity about the hiring of Alex Cora back as their manager. There's no doubt about it in my mind. And then there's something that's not being talked about in all of this. How much Alex Cora has benefited from the fact that the Red Sox did not play a 162-game season. They only played a 60-game season. So in my mind, it almost feels like Alex Cora never really even left the Red Sox. I mean, his year-long suspension ended up only being a 60-game season. That is a huge benefit for Alex Cora here. The fact that the Red Sox were really bad in that 60 games, and maybe if there was a 162-game season, they would have, I don't know, maybe stepped up their game a little bit. I think Alex Cora 
greatly benefited from the fact that this was a shortened season. I think the same thing goes for A.J. Hinch. I think those type of guys really benefited from the fact that they didn't miss a full baseball season. That the Red Sox, yes, they saw how bad things were for a 60-game season and were like, let's bring Alex Cora back. Because in my opinion, Ron Renneke would not have made it through a 162-game season, and maybe they would have named an interim manager, and then that guy might have improved their team a little bit, and maybe that guy would become a more legitimate candidate. But for a 60-game season, Ron Renneke managed the whole year. You looked at it, and you said, wow, this Red Sox team is awful. We need to get back on track. Let's bring back the guy who won the most games in franchise history. I think Alex Cora really benefited from the shortened baseball season. I think more interesting than the hire itself. What does this mean for the Red Sox this offseason? Is Alex Cora here for a rebuild or is Bloom and the Red Sox going to spend some money this offseason? And I think that's the interesting thing here because if the answer is a rebuild, I don't necessarily think that this is a great hire. Think about the situation that Alex Cora walked into. He walked into a team that had made the postseason a few times. They had young talent like Mookie Betts, Xander Bogart, They had an ace pitcher in Chris Sale. And oh, by the way, they were adding J.D. Martinez. They were on the cusp of winning a championship. And basically, I believe that team would have reacted similar to anybody that wasn't named John Farrell. I think that team hated John Farrell. And whoever was the next manager was going to get the benefit of the doubt. So that was the perfect situation to bring in a guy like Alex Cora, who had no managerial experience before that. And again, his time as the bench coach of the Houston Astros, he won a championship because of a sign-stealing scandal. That was the perfect situation for Alex Cora to walk into. Now, this situation is vastly different. The pitching staff is god-awful on the Boston Red Sox. They're relying on guys like Nathan Avaldi. Yes, maybe Martin Perez is going to end up being a decent fifth starter in the rotation, but moving forward, you don't know what you're going to get out of Chris Sale, and you don't know what you're going to get out of your bullpen that was really, really bad last season. Of course, now there's no Mookie Betts. He's already won a World Series with the LA Dodgers. Listen, I get it. Alex Verdugo is a really good young player. It's not the same guy. Alex Verdugo is a nice outfielder. He's not Mookie Betts. This isn't the same offense that the Red Sox had back then. And maybe a guy like J.D. Martinez is going to bounce back, but I wouldn't bet on it. Maybe I'm wrong and he's walking into another perfect situation because maybe these guys are going to try to prove that they're not as bad as they were last year. Maybe a guy like Xander Bogarts is going to be sick of losing for that one year. Maybe Christian Vasquez is going to continue to improve. Maybe he is walking into the perfect situation. Maybe J.D. Martinez is going to bounce back. But my question about that is, what does that say about J.D. Martinez that it takes the hiring of Alex Cora for him to bounce back? I don't think that looks very good on J.D. Martinez's resume, but that's okay. Maybe he is going to be the same J.D. Martinez, who was one of the best hitters in the American League in 2018. But again, I just don't see that happening. I don't think this is the ideal situation to bring a guy like Alex Cora. I look at Alex Cora the same way I look at a guy like Tyron Liu in the NBA. He was able to win a championship because he had star players like LeBron, Kevin Love, and Kyrie. Alex Cora was able to win a World Series because he had 
stars, Chris Sale, Mookie Betts. Craig Kimbrell was even on that pitching staff. Remember that? Yeah, he wasn't very good that postseason, but he still had a guy like Craig Kimbrell. There's no Craig Kimbrell on the Red Sox right now. And a lot of people are saying that this is a move to please those young players. Listen, I think Raphael Devers will hit for any manager that's managing him. I'm not worried about Raphael Devers. There's one young player on this team that I need to bounce back, and that's Andrew Benatendi. This will be a good hire in my mind if Alex Cora can get Andrew Benatendi to be the same guy from 2018, because I think that's an X factor, and that significantly improves that outfield if Andrew Benintendi plays like the star player, he's capable of playing up. Because then you have Verdugo, and then you have Benintendi, and that's a pretty good outfield. If both of those players are playing at the top of their game, that could turn the Red Sox into a legitimate baseball team again. If Andrew Benintendi plays like a somewhat all-star type player, a guy who finished second in Rookie of the Year, I mean, this guy was on the up-and-up when Alex Cora was his manager. Now, I don't think he had a great 2019 but he had an awful 2020. So if Alex Cora can get a guy like Andrew Benintendi back on track, I think this is a pretty good hire for the Red Sox. But that's what I care about. I care about him saving the career of a guy like Andrew Benintendi. I don't care if he gets J.D. Martinez back on track because, again, that's a short fix. This is about the long term of the Red Sox. And the long term of the Red Sox is about guys like Xander Bogarts, Andrew Benintendi, and Raphael Devers. If all three of those players have great seasons, then the Red Sox have a chance of being a really good baseball team. And last year, only one of them had a really good year, and that was Bogarts. Raphael Devers was up and down, and Andrew Benintendi was maybe the worst hitter on the team. And then you get into that conversation of developing young pitchers, and that's what it's all about for the Red Sox. They haven't been able to do that since John Lester, Clay Buckles. I mean, back in 2007, they were rolling with the young pitchers, and they basically haven't developed one since Buckles. And again, that's really troubling. But I look at these recent teams that have won World Series, and they didn't really develop pitching either. The Houston Astros didn't develop star pitchers. They went out and they got a guy like Justin Verlander. They got a guy like Garrett Cole. The Chicago Cubs didn't develop pitchers. They brought in proven postseason pitchers like John Lester and John Lackey. And oh, by the way, while I'm at it, I really hope the Red Sox do make a run at bringing back John Lester to end his career as a member of the Boston Red Sox. I think he's one of the best lefties of his generation, and he's one of the best Red Sox pitchers of all time. I really hope they get him at a good cost. Bring back John Lester for like a two-year, 15 million dollar deal. Make it happen because I do not like the way it ended for John Lester and the Boston Red Sox. He's probably my favorite Red Sox pitcher of all time. I'd absolutely love him to end his career where it belongs as a member of the Boston Red Sox. But getting back to my point, all these teams that have won the World Series recently did not develop their pitching. They just went out and bought it. The Los Angeles Dodgers developed Clayton Kershaw and Walker Bueller. They're the outlier. Most of these teams are winning championships by buying starting pitching, and that's what I think the Red Sox should do, because if you try to develop it, it will take too long of a time. Yes, you should try to develop young pitching, but while you're at it and to remain relevant, 
go out this offseason and pay for some starting pitching. And there's some good ones out there. You have Charlie Morton, who had a really good postseason for the Tampa Bay Rays. I think Charlie Morton would rather go to a team on the brink of winning a championship. But if I were the Red Sox, I would maybe overpay a bit to get a guy like Charlie Morton. Get a guy in that pitching staff with experience to help maybe some young guys develop into some really quality starting pitchers. What's wrong with that? You can do both things. You can develop some young pitchers and you can some buy some veteran pitchers so you can remain relevant and become a consistent organization. I'm just sick and tired of the Red Sox having down years where they finish in last place. The type of baseball teams I like are like the St. Louis Cardinals. The St. Louis Cardinals go through their ups and downs. There are years where they win championships and then there are years where they don't. But every year they are somewhat relevant because they remain a 500 baseball team. And I get it. That doesn't interest a lot of people. But I'm sick and tired of having years where I don't want to watch the Red Sox at all. You always want to watch the St. Louis Cardinals because they're always somewhat interesting. And that gets me to my main point about this hiring of Alex Cora. Does this mean the Red Sox are back in track? Or does it mean that they're unrealistic about where they are as an organization? Do they think they're an Alex Cora away from winning 100 games again and going back to the World Series? Or are they realistic about where they are and Alex Cora is now going to be back part of a rebuilding process? And again, I'm not a huge fan of Alex Cora being the head of a guy of a rebuild. I don't think he's capable of that. Again, he walked into the perfect situation where they had Mookie Betts, they had Xander Bogarts, they had Chris Sale, they had Craig Kimbrell, they had J.D. Martinez, they had a ton of guys that wanted to prove they could win the World Series and that they were better than those teams that lost in the postseason with John Farrell. They had all the motivation in the world. Yes, I think this upcoming Red Sox team will probably try to prove they're better than they were in 2020, but that doesn't mean they are on a contending postseason level baseball team. I don't think the Red Sox are going to lose 100 games next year, but I would be ultimately shocked if they were able to get to 500. And that's what I think would have to be for them to have a successful year last year. Get back to a respectable level. And I think the only way that they could do that is if they spend. And I just don't see that happening because I do think they have a plan of a rebuild. But I think if you bring a guy back like Alex Cora, I don't see the point of a rebuild because I don't think he's capable of being your long-term manager as part of a rebuild. So my thoughts on this hire is that it's a pretty good hire for a three to five year window. But after that, I think they'll move on from Alex Cora. I don't even know if ownership will be here for the entire tenure of Alex Cora as the manager. It's an okay hire. But I think that the Sam Fult hire, I would have been maybe happier with that because it shows me they're in it for the long term. They're in it for the rebuild and they're in it to become a consistent organization. Yes, it would be stupid of me to say that Sam Fold is a better manager than Alex Cora is right now, because that's not true. Alex Cora is a better manager, but if there is potential for Sam Fold to become a better manager and a consistent manager, then listen, I would go with a guy like Sam Fold over a guy who I already moved on from. You should be moving on from people after you walk away because of a stealing sign, stealing scandal. I get it that Alex Cora deserves a second chance. I'm just not so sure that that second chance should be with the Red Sox because we already went there and done that. He won his championship. It was a great old time. I don't think he should be part of a rebuild. I think you're looking in the past 
when you should be moving forward. And again, I'm just not sure that this move was made for all the right reasons. I think the Red Sox looked around and said, nobody really cares about who we're going to name the next manager. What if we brought this guy who we let go of and now everybody's interested in his career right now? We can remain relevant by naming Alex Cora as their manager. That is a huge part of this. You can't deny that. It's not all about baseball when it comes to the Red Sox naming Alex Cora their manager because there is actual interest in this guy and his comeback. I think that played a huge part in this hire. Again, if they had named Sam Fold, we would have talked about it for four days and then moved on. But with Alex Cora, we'll be talking about it for months and into the baseball season. People will be interested to see if Alex Cora is really the baseball genius we all thought he was in 2018 or the cheater that was banished from baseball in 2020. So whether or not the Red Sox are good or not, there will be a lot of eyes on Alex Cora and the Boston Red Sox moving forward. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head Dead Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So please rate, review, and subscribe. 